0: And that was Okatokat by Parokya Edgar.
1: Parokya yeah, Edgar. As you know, my, mm-hmm. one of my faves. One of the faves. Chito. Chito
0: Miranda. <laughs>
1: Okatokat. So good.
0: <sighs>
1: that was the theme song, actually. It's yeah.
0: Of a show in the 90s
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, centering around paranormal and all folklore, mythology, like Filipino. Urban Legends, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't really remember much of this show. I just remember it was a thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember episodes. Right, right. But I just remember, what I I do remember about it is that it was so, like, (laughs) and I say this with love, obviously. (laughs) Like, it just was so cheesy and, like, corny. And, like, the, obviously, the, um, cgi was mm-hmm. horrible the,
1: the makeup and the, yeah
0: everything was horrible yeah. but it was so like the concept of it thinking about it right. now i'm like that's so good right i wish they would do something like a that, now. Of that? Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean yeah it's campy 90s 2000 early 2000s horror absolutely. paranormal um kind of like the filipino x-files or buffy the vampire slayer yes because it was like mid 90s to early 2000s absolutely like every tuesday night i think so it'd be like a weekly show with like monsters and other like paranormal mm-hmm. cases yeah yeah i don't i had never watched it i mean i only heard about it when you mentioned this song by mm-hmm. and the edgar
0: yeah and um. i actually had forgotten that um this was a show until i see um so Jamin and i were looking for like songs to play for mm-hmm. today's episode um and i and then i remembered the edgar specifically has this song and then right. I, it was just like stream of consciousness. I remember it. Oh, connection. yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then I had a Eureka moment and I was like, that's right. This was a whole show.
1: Right. Where they featured all the mythology and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Will you explain um, okatoka like the name?
0: Okay. So it's, <laughs> it, backwards, it's, it says Takot Ako, which, which means I'm scared. Takot
1: Ako. Ako yeah. as in me. Yes. Hmm.
0: Takot means scared. Mm-hmm. And then Ako means me. Like I'm right, scared. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they just reverse it.
0: I don't know. what Again, it's like yes. a Filipino <laughs> thing to do to like flip it and reverse mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> we've talked about it before with other, because it shows up in a lot of song titles that they reverse the Tagalog mm-hmm. phrase. In this case, tako tako. Yeah. Then, okat, okat. Mm-hmm. Which also is just so percussive. And so it, the way they scream it in the song, oh, it's God, so the, cool. It's so cool. It's a good song. Yeah.
0: I also just love them. You know that.
1: Yeah. We've played them <laughs> on the show before. Um, but this, you know, it's perfect for this episode. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would watch it. I think they do have a lot of the series on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it looks, it does look really campy. It looks like '90s horror, mm-hmm. which is like makeup. Um, But it does, you know, the arcs would. They say they feature like the Duende, the Diwata, mm-hmm. and then the Tikbalang. Tikbalang. Oh my gosh! Yes. Would you like to explain to our viewers at home?
0: Okay. So. I, we want to dive into like as many <laughs> little stories as we can, but um, there's a lot, so we can't there's get so through many, all yeah. of them. But specifically, Tikbalang is a half man, half horse. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know his story. I don't know his history too much, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know that th- we have this premonition or superstition. Sorry, not premonition. I, m- I mean superstition that when it rains, at the same time that it, it, the sun is out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you know, you know those days where it's kind of weird, right? Like it, it's it's very rare where like the clouds are they not keep. covering the sun oh, when see, it's see. gloomy, yes. right? Right. But so during it's still those, there, yeah. So when you see the sun beaming while it's like showering mm-hmm. in the Philippines, that happened. That happens kind of often. But what they, they say that um, when that is an occurrence, they say that a tikbalang is born.
1: Oh. Every time out of that <laughs> natural time. occurrence, that's yeah. what it would become.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. That makes sense to me. Right. As yeah, a kid. Comes from.
1: <laughs> so anytime that happens, you know, you're you're built to fear that then.
0: Exactly. So you like every time that was like the weather, I was like, Oh my god, I think Balang is born. Right. Where is he? <laughs> I, I hope not near me.
1: Right. I mean nowhere near, hopefully. Yeah. But I mean if you look up there's so many, like, media representations or, like, artistic renditions of what the monster looks like. Mm-hmm. And you should look it up. They're just really... I mean, because it, it's like... I'm a, a little
0: scared, a, too, to be honest.
1: You don't... <laughs> I remember doing that in high school and then looking at, like, other, like, Filipino mythology. And mm-hmm. there's some really disturbing ones. Yeah. Just on Google images. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, like, a centaur is a normal. It's like um, a horse body, but then it's, like, beautiful man on top. This one's, like, got the man legs, mm-hmm. but the horse everything else on the, pretty much just a horse head but he's like a tall bony like humanoid with hu- like hooves and yeah. like long limbs it's like why would you make that why did yeah. why did they create them um yeah i don't know why they would i mean the whole like history and like the creational myths behind behind these are really interesting since like pre-colonial philippines has like a lot of animism spirituality and like mm-hmm. a lot of belief in nature so the fact that these manifestations exist, it's just really shows how creative and mm-hmm. kind of out there the archipelago can be with like their mentality and like their dreams, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just where the, where the folklore comes from. But yeah,
0: either way, it, it was sure to stick to my brain <laughs> and fear it enough that I would not go outside when they tell me not to go outside. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're like, fair enough. Like, if you say that's out there, right? If that's what's going on, then mm-hmm. you don't even, I don't mind staying inside. That's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, even outside of like Okatokat, Tokat, there's mm-hmm. also these um franchises hmm. that were horror based movies. Oh, and <laughs> one of a big one was Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Have you heard of that one? No.
1: It's a Filipino It's it's movie? a
0: Filipino there it's a franchise. Oh, okay. So literally there's I don't even know how many they have now, but it started in the I don't I want to even say like late 80s maybe, early 90s. Oh yeah, mid it 80s was, it says. Yeah, all wow. the way back and there that's also like kind of like a big um I guess hub of Filipino folklore, mythology, mm. urban legends, etc.
1: But in like little episodes or like They're yeah. Basically like they, they
0: present the yeah, they present oh. them as little mini episodes within the film. I see, so there would be see. like three each movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like within the movie. Within the movie. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So supernatural beings, extraterrestrials, cults, demonic possessions. Mm,
0: I almost forgot about this too. And then again, yeah, again the this c- is just <laughs> flowing into my brain as I speak. And that's how you know this is a live show, guys. Yes.
1: We did not. <laughs> I have never heard of this. I mean, it's, it's just, as you slowly unearth the trauma of the things that were used to scare you as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember any specific like movie or films? Or, oh, they have a lot. There's like 15. Okay. Between
0: so my sister's phoning in. Oh yeah. She actually texted me. She said, The best so far is the first one with the Mananangal. And
1: oh, the Mananangal, let's yeah, talk about that?
0: let's talk about her. She's also she's she's a legend, she's an icon, she is the moment.
1: Oh yes. The, not, yeah. Not the shape shifting, but the, the more vampiric The vampiric half,
0: half woman, half bat. Mm-hmm. Who okay, so I'm gonna say it in the jackiest terms. Um <laughs> So she's, yeah, like you said, vampiric. She -hmm. has bat wings Mm -hmm. and she eats babies.
1: That's what it is. Yes. (laughs) It's like there's something. Yeah, it's something where they like (laughs) take the fetus and they use, you know, the proboscis or like their weird fangs.
0: Absolutely. Terrible. So um, during the day, she's seen as this like beautiful, you know, just lady. Just just in the barrio, just hanging out. But people kind of avoid her, right? Right. Um, and then at night, she literally cuts herself in half. Separates. She separates body. herself, and she grows these wings. And she, her top half looks for babies, and her bottom uh-huh. half is just chilling somewhere, somewhere just, just chilling, hanging out, hanging out. And um, literally, you see her innards and everything. Oh, I'm sorry, this is so explicit. <laughs> <laughs> but h- how you kill her is basically mm-hmm. you, you you put. You put salt all over her bottom oh, half. On top of and so when she comes back, it's Can't like, connect. ah, yeah. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> so that's my little rendition of the Mananango. Thank yeah. you.
1: Which, are they part of the Aswang? Like the other, are they like similar? Do you? Pretty
0: know? much Aswang is like, um, it's an umbrella okay. term.
1: So they're like larger. They're like monsters. Because I remember them to be like shape-shifting or like part of like vampires, ghouls, yeah, anything. Yeah, I think that's
0: like a bigger umbrella. Yeah. And Anyth-
1: mm-hmm. they Take the blood of the innocent. Mm-hmm. Also, this is all mythological reference. Um so if you are just tuning in, please do not be scared. Um it is all just <laughs> Do not little, be scared. <laughs> it's just little creational <laughs> stories.
0: We're just we're just vibing guys, don't worry. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> if you're just tuning in, um yeah, we're just talking about Philippine mythology, mm-hmm. folklore, urban legends. Mm-hmm. Nothing real. No accounts. Yeah. As uh, far as as we as know, we
0: know <laughs> as far as we know, it's not real, right? <laughs> When I was a kid, it was very real to me. Oh yeah, to be honest,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you'd stay awake for like what felt like five hours. It was only like ten minutes, but mm-hmm. then, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was that kind of stuff is always terrifying. I mean, that's how they use it, and I do. I recall like back in in my undergrad that they not only was like folklore and mythology used to scare children, but it's also what the, the like, Spanish colonizers utilized it to also control the indigenous populations. Oh, yeah. By, like, taking advantage of these, the Aswang, or, like, the women um, mythological creatures. And then use that as, like, a method to, like, tame them or to, like, what's the word?
0: Demonize them even. Yeah, there you go. In a way. To
1: demonize them. And, like, I mean, of course, you know, these images are terrifying. So, Mm -hmm. of course, it would be used against them. And so not only is it like used to like discipline children but also to tame the indigenous populations and utilize their myths against them. yeah, um, which is really interesting. I mean that says a lot about fear and folklore and like really the gothic and like what is the function of having these existential creatures that represent really terrifying things to us mm-hmm. even though they might be made up or like even though people you know there are accounts and claims of interactions with these and it it shows up in all kinds of media that people have experiences with these but yeah you know it represents something of the unconscious or something of the repressed memory that we are afraid of something if it's a monster or if it's actually you know if it's actually a bloodsucker or something yeah so just really eerie either Mm -hmm. way still scares me like academically or not or like historically or not that it's still scary yeah
0: (laughs) I was going to ask, do you know any stories? Like, do, did your parents mm. ever tell you anything? Yeah. that you're like, okay, that story stuck out to me.
1: That's the one that w- well, mm-hmm. when you mentioned the lady in white, I was like, of course you have an experience with it because that's the one that I also have an experience yeah. with.
0: It's a universal thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which ma- is not any more comforting in the solidarity knowing that other people have seen this. Right. I mean, you think it would be, <laughs> but it's like, oh, cool. That just so affirms it the It fact. makes it worse. Yeah. So, yeah, it. Hearing that and understanding that you also have that because what I heard from it was mostly my mom because um, when I lived in the Bay Area, we lived pretty close to a street um, that she did not like. And the reason why she didn't like it was because she she said it reminded her of a street in Manila that was infamous. Um, Is it Balletta Drive? Yes. She <laughs> never named it for like years oh because she didn't, she didn't want to scare me about it, but she also would bring it up very... Um, What's the word? Suspensefully. I mean, she never named it until later. I found out it was Balete Drive is the name, mm-hmm. but um, Simmons Lane in my hometown. She said it just had the similar vibe. It looked the same. It also didn't help that it had a graveyard and a park like oh. right at the corner. It was called Pioneer Park, which was like a uh, for the indigenous population in yeah. in that hometown that I was from in the Bay Area. Um, so it just added to the mythology or the fear that there was that there is a similarity to the Belete Drive in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And so she hated driving on that thing at night, or she hated passing by it. We had to pass by it a lot. But that one time she said she was driving, of course, is at night, and that's usually the story that goes when you see the lady in white, is that you're driving down that same road, Belete Drive, and you see her, a woman in white, I can't remember if she was like a, a wife or was she like about to be married. I can't remember the actual story.
0: Yeah, it's it's blurry to me too. Yeah, but but I just way. know her main objective. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, main the objective. image still
1: stands. And so my mom recalls driving by seeing a woman in white and instantly, you know, she's just like, from what I remember as a kid, she just like steals herself, does not look back. Because if you look back in your mirror, that's when she's going to show up in the back of your car. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, cool, just going to look forward. And then, if I'm remembering co- correctly, she just said she did look back, and then she saw the lady on a phone. So she was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so. Like, whew, yeah, that was close. It was the lady in white, but she was on a cell phone. So, oh,
0: a modern woman.
1: Yeah, totally normal, totally fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But definitely did not tell me about that until we got home, and I was like, thanks for telling me. Yeah. But that story always stuck with me because of course when i'm driving especially when i lived in new mexico a lot of Mm -hmm. spirituality was out there um i did not look back in my rear view mirror i did not look for anything i just kept driving forward (laughs) Um, especially being around that street my um this is another funny story related to that was that um i had a girlfriend that lived across the park in that time and so Mm -hmm. i would cross through that park at night you know, typical teenagers sneaking out at night, but I would walk through that park because that was the shortest way there. Yeah. And that stuck with me over time. And it just was terrifying because, you know, it's a graveyard. And then, of course, the Mm -hmm. fact that this is the street in the Philippines that looks the same. Yeah. So that is, that's one of the stories that definitely stuck with me, especially because it's just kind of humorous because my mom's perspective was funny. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The cell but, phone bit is, like, yeah, that's gold.
1: I know. It helps. It, yeah. It made me, like, okay, it's not as scary. <laughs> um, but, of course, she was always, like, knocking on wood and be like, oh, no, don't don't talk yeah. about it. She'd be, like, shh, don't. You know, it's, it's always fun. Filipinos are always fun to, like, poke at and be, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, what if they're going to come get you, you know? Exactly. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that.
0: Um, yeah. I remember a story about Balete Drive specifically. Oh, yeah. And forgive me if I'm, like... Splotchy on the details, but I can't tell if I'm remembering things like it. And if I can't tell if I'm remembering different versions of the story or mm-hmm. if I filled in specific information within the story I myself see. because I don't remember, but it went something like this. So I believe, like, a group of like, I think one of my uncles or aunts told me this, mm-hmm. but I believe a group of them were like in a jeepney. Right, and I guess like, because Balletta Drive specifically is like haunted. Yeah. Right, like there's a lot of stuff that went on paranormally
1: yeah. <laughs> there. <laughs> For some reason. For
0: some reason. There is a specific reason, but like I just don't know it.
1: Right, right. Um. Do we have to know?
0: Do we have to, no. I just, <laughs> we, we can forget about it. Right. Um, but basically, yeah, like there's a group of them in the jeepney, and mm-hmm. basically they were like going to a party or something like mm-hmm. that and like after the party like when they were going to go home they were going to use the same jeepney and mm-hmm. basically w- when they tried going home um they kept going in circles within mm. this street like they were like we were just oh, at no. this mark right why are we going in circles mm-hmm. when we got here just fine and we didn't get lost And basically, yeah, they tried to do that like three or four times and they kept coming back to the same spot. Right. They couldn't tell why. Going in circles. And basically they were, I guess, something mythical is happening. Mm -hmm. Like they were getting cursed. They were cursed or something like that. And (laughs) what stuck with me is like how they (laughs) claimed that they got back was you have to turn your shirt inside out.
1: That's. (laughs) Do you know this? I've heard that. Yeah why so you have to just a shirt or is it your
0: shirt you just have to turn oh. your shirt inside out and then you'll find your way back home and then they did i guess hmm. so again i don't know if this was like a story that somebody told right. a relative of mine or if this mm-hmm. is like an urban le- i think it's more of an urban I legend mean,
1: i've heard the fact that i've heard accounts of people having to turn their clothes inside out it's a thing sounds beyond just being funny or like yeah having a prank on somebody but it it must work like right it, <laughs> If it has been told this many times, it really must work.
0: It's just funny to me because it's like how funny is that that you have to do that in front of everybody and you're just like scrambling. You're like, right. yeah, I know. Let's turn our shirts inside <laughs> like out. Like
1: a car full of people. are like, okay, quick, everybody. We've been here for hours. Yeah. We need to get out of here. I mean, <laughs> if it works, it works. Yeah. If you think about it though, like if you are stuck in like a paranormal mm-hmm. existential loop mm-hmm. and you keep going around in circles, you might have like entered in, through some like geomagnetic force into another alternative reality and so by switching your shirt so you, obviously right yeah you like trick yourself or trick whatever spirit that trapped you that you are back in the normal world mm-hmm. and then by being inside out you get to escape yeah that's like
0: so it's it's really it's, the story is <laughs> kind of cool because I'm like yeah. okay and th- back in the day it scared me because I'm like oh my mm-hmm. god what happened how yeah. did they get there how did they like who was cursing them who was playing with them
1: yeah some I mean well if it's on that drive then there's a could be a whole host of spirits. That and it transcends
0: dimensions, right? Because you're totally. like, wow, how did these spirits take sure. them back to the same control, yeah. literally, time and space?
1: I mean, it's very possible. The reality that we know is not always as yeah. it seems. I want to believe, and, you know, it's very possible. Yeah. But I, the fact that, there, you know, in these stories, there is just enough ounce of realism or, mm-hmm. like, just enough for you to suspend the deli- belief. And I mean, that's the thing about horror and like urban legends is that there is just enough of reality that it could be possible. Yeah. Especially when it comes from someone you know or someone you, someone else that you know. Exactly. So that's why it's always just right on the edge where it's just like, I'm gonna believe it. I'm gonna keep, it's gonna stay in my head. Mm-hmm. It's gonna terrify me. Exactly. So that's a good story. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, if you are just joining us, we are Sari Sari FM, variety show here today talking about folklore, urban legends. Um, one good actually reference while well, in a segue um, for Balete Drive, the infamous drive in Manila, uh, Trese, that um, comic, Philippine comic with a K, um, they do a version of that or well, they have an illustration of it. Um, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also like the first episode in the animated series, which came out last year in 2021. Yep. Um, which we should definitely talk about. Because um, that was pretty big. It, it That was an animated series that only had six episodes, but it got to the top 10 TV shows in Netflix mm-hmm. in like 19 countries. So that's cool for a story that started out as an illustration, comes to like a Netflix series about Filipino mythology. And that mm-hmm. was brought to so many people. Um Let's play the, let's take a little break. Let's hear the opening and then we'll get back into talking a little bit more about that.
0: Let's go.